Hey folks, Ryan here. Just wanted to give you a quick note about this episode. My guest is Kyle Benning, and the subject is one that is very close to his heart. Star Wars Trading Cards. Specifically, the new series published by Topps as part of the Journey to the Force Awakens. It wasn't until I started editing this episode that I realized how difficult it is to make this subject enticing to the audience. Because podcasting is an audio medium, and trading cards are a visual and tactile product. Now, you can get away with describing a book or a movie or a comic in a podcast because these things have a basic narrative structure, and that's what you're selling on the podcast, the story. Describing trading cards isn't like that. There is no inherent narrative, even though some of the cards do describe the narrative of the Star Wars movies on the backside. So to make this episode more digestible for everyone, I've done two things. The first is, I cut my conversation with Kyle down to about half an hour. We actually recorded for closer to two hours, but a big chunk of that was fighting technical problems with Skype and discussing other non-Star Wars related stuff. The other thing I did was take a lot of pictures and scans of some of these cards so you can reference and see what the hell Kyle and I are talking about. These images will be posted on the blog page deadbuffandspies.blogspot.com. Check there to see the cards, and of course, feel free to leave some feedback while you're there. Alright, let's get on with it. Good morning! Nice of you guys to drop by! It's a trap! Chewie, get us out of here! We would be honored if you would join us. Charming to the last. This time you pack on two fronts! I got a bad feeling about this. Hello, what have we Red Five standing by. This is some rescue. You must fear the force around you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a Jedi. Like my father before me. I like the sound of that. The force will be with you. Always. Welcome back to Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Ryan Daly, and joining me once again is Kyle Benning from the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun Podcast. Welcome back, Kyle. Hey, thanks for having me aboard. Now, I thought I was pretty dedicated to the holiday season, but you, sir, have taken it to another level. You are celebrating 25 days of Christmas by releasing 25 episodes of your podcast, each covering a different Christmas story published in comics. Is that right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. There, that's there'll insane. Be a, yeah, there'll be a couple of days there where they're, I'm covering a, a Christmas special. At, at some point, I will be doing a, an episode devoted to the Boba Fett cartoon from the Life Tree holiday special. But, but for the most part, it will be strictly comic coverage. So we'll, we'll see what my mental state is <laughs> by the time Christmas rolls around. I might kind of be uh, Clark Griswoldish. <laughs> When he doesn't get his Christmas bonus. People, what are Kyle and I talking about this episode? If you tuned in hoping for the next installment of our Tales of the Jedi coverage, sorry, that's going to be pushed back yet another month. Uh, We're still on a journey. The journey to the Force Awakens, that is. And we are talking about the journey to the Force Awakens collectible trading cards. Kyle, you've talked a little bit about this on your own show, but for my listeners, please indulge us. What are the Journey to the Force Awakens cards? Well, they're the card set, the tops, is uh, putting out to capitalize pretty much on the, the pre-movie hype. 
what I've appreciated because I would not have been able to contain myself is uh, instead of releasing the full on movie set before the movie hits theaters and spoiling all the events because Star Wars cards have a, a long history of having essentially story summary cards and summarizing or synopsizing the entire plot of the movie in the card set. And uh, if they would have released that early, obviously that would have gone against Disney's, you know, hush hush approach to the entire movie. But me being a trading card collection, collecting junkie like I am, I would not have been able to re- resist. I would have picked it up and ruined the movie for myself. So instead, this Journey to the Force Awakens card set is 110 base cards. 80 of those 110 cards are focused on the previous six movies. So it breaks down with uh, the first five cards of the set, and it goes in order from essentially chronological movie date. The Phantom Menace are the first five cards, and so you have five cards devoted to recapping the plot summary of that movie. Attack of the Clones are the next five cards, and then Revenge of the Sith gets ten cards to uh, synopsize that movie. So the first 20 cards in the set recap the prequel trilogy. The next 60 cards then recap and focus on the original trilogy. So the way that breaks down, each movie, Star Wars, Empire, and Return of the Jedi have 10 story cards, give you the basic outline of the plot, and then there are 10 movie fact cards in each one of those as well. So Mm. 20 cards devoted to Star Wars, 20 to Empire, 20 to Return of the Jedi. And so that leaves the last 30 cards to be preview images for The Force Awakens. And then instead of having any sort of plot summary in the back, the back side of the card is kind of like the if you ever picked up cards in the 90s, essentially what the sticker cards were. You'd have a sticker image on the front, and then the back part of the sticker was part of a collage image where, you know, nine stickers, you put them put them together in order, they'd make almost like a, you know, 8 by 11 poster image. And so that's how the, uh, the last 30 cards are broken down. We have preview images that are really just scenes that we've seen in the, the trailers that have been released so far. And then on the back, it makes, there are three different collage images. So it'll be nine cards, make up a collage image, and then that 10th card is just the full collage image shrunk down on the back of the card. And so uh, the three collage images, we have one of the the First Order, Kylo Ren with his lightsaber lit up, and then uh, the First Order behind him. There's a really neat image, and Captain Phasma's in it. And then the next one's uh, Rey, with, uh, just kind of a desert scene, and then a space scene with uh, X-Wings behind her. And then the uh, third and final collage is uh, one of the early not-official movie posters we saw. Kind of got the whole cast of characters, Kylo Ren, Rey, the Flametroopers are on the right, Captain Phasma, the traditional Rebels on the left. We see Poe Dameron in this X-Wing costume and Han and Chewie. Then uh, there are uh, a number of insert sets. There are 18 stickers, 9 foil cards, 9 behind-the-scenes cards, and then uh, this one kind of puzzled me a little bit. uh, Looking on the wrappers, they call the set uh, Evolution of Lightsaber. There's supposed to be one in every five packs. I've probably bought around 40 packs now. I've not got a single one of these. But what I have got, <laughs> what I have got are concept art cards mm-hmm. that are packaged in around that same one in five ratio. And so I wonder if that, you know, insert set is essentially just mislabeled because I haven't seen anything that reflects evolution of a lightsaber. And then the the concept art pack in ratio is not listed on the pack. So I think that's a an error on their part. Mm-hmm. But then there are. Uh, nine Heroes of the Resistance cards, eight Strength of the First Order cards, nine Cloth Sticker cards, which are really neat, and then 20 Patch cards, and I have three of those. I've kind of been uh, buying the packs in a number of ways. There's a couple different formats that release these. There are just the single six-card packs, which I think are around two bucks. There are some uh, retailer-exclusive cards, and so how I stumbled across this set is I had been looking forever, thinking, God, they got to be putting out a set for something for this. But kept checking my local Walmart. Didn't see anything. 
went to Top's website, and all I'd ever see is about the new digital. So sign up for our app, and we'll get you a free digital pack of cards. And I was thinking, oh, God, now they're <laughs> digital trading cards too? Ah, is everything digital? So I'm a, I'm a hard copy guy. So it was a little disappointing. Then I was just really pretty much given up hope, and I went through the, the card aisle in my local Walmart again, and there was sitting there on a – it's like a cardboard back with a plastic blister. It had two Star Wars packs and then it said two bonus cards. And I couldn't find where that was. You know, I had like the little peg hole on it to hang from a peg. There were no other ones sitting there. There wasn't a sticker on any of the pegs that marked what that went to. It was just the solo pack, just almost like laying in the middle of the aisle that had been knocked off by somebody. So I picked it up. It was the only one I could find and bought it. And since it was from Walmart, that was Walmart's kind of retailer exclusive packaging of it. And so then the, the two bonus cards were from the special nine card set called Family Legacy. And then there were two other Family Legacy cards in the actual packs themselves. And so that's Walmart's exclusive set. Target has their own bonus card packing thing that's the Choose Your Destiny. And so Target has a couple retailer exclusive options. Uh, there's like a jumbo, almost kind of the old rack pack style that uh, has 14 cards. And then they also have like a little cardboard box that has 16 cards. And both of those carry the Target exclusive Choose Your Destiny cards. And then the, the at least if you're checking in retail stores, there are, are hobby boxes, which you can only get from specialty shops. But Target has been my main place where I've had luck finding these. There then are uh, $20 boxes that have 10 packs in them. So 10 packs of 6 cards, 60 cards. And then the bonus that comes with those is each one of those boxes then has one of the cloth patch cards in it. Those are normally packed in at a... I think it's a one in every 170 pack rate, but if you just pick up the box, it's a bonus card that's free in there. So I've gotten three of those boxes now. This set is great because it just harkens back to the original Tops mm-hmm. 1977 set. So they all have a blue Starfield border around them, which was the, the first series, the original Star Wars movie. I believe that one had four or five different sets that they put out. And how it worked is they just reused the same images and just put a different color border around it. And then they changed the info on the back. Mm-hmm. One was movie facts. One was behind the scenes stuff. You had trivia. And then you had the story synopsis itself. And so the way this works, it's a 110-card base set with the standard blue border. And then there are five different base parallels of those that have different packing rates. So there's the Java Slime Green border that they call it, and uh, you get one of those in every pack. Then there's the Black Starfield border parallel. So you get one of those in every two packs is the packing rate. And there's a Death Star Silver Starfield. That's one in every four packs. Then a they call it Lightsaber Neon, but it's pink. You average one of those, one in every six packs, and then the final one is the lightsaber purple, and that's one in every 12 packs. So including the sticker card set, the foil set, the Heroes of the Resistance and the Power of the First Order, and all of the exclusives for Walmart or Target or other places, do you have any idea how many total cards are in this series? I mean, you're looking at 190 cards that you can realistically track down, not too expensively or having to buy too many packs. Then there are some really high packing rates. There's like a artist sketch card. Those are one in every 812 packs. And then there are a couple different autographed options. There's a photo image that's autographed by the actor. Those are one in every 453 packs. And then there's some parallels of those, a silver and gold that get into like one every thousand packs and stuff like that. I want to break down, like, I want to get into the different card sets as they are kind of set up. But before that, you talked about the different Starscape backgrounds and how that really harkens back to the original card set. 
as you've sort of explained, it, it kind of feels like a lot of the marketing for this card series is the vintage retro feel about it. The, the sort of nostalgic connection that a lot of this movie's marketing has been appealing to with not just the movie, but with a lot of the marketing and the merchandising. Did oh, yeah, you, definitely. Yeah, did you collect <laughs> the old cards? My biggest entry point and what I will always have the fondness, the biggest fondness for from a Star Wars trading card standpoint are the Topps Wide Vision cards. I absolutely love those. When I was little, that's when those sets first started coming out. And I'd get, you know, a couple packs of the Empire Wide Vision cards in my Christmas stocking and Easter basket for like three or four years in a row. I'd get those in the, the Return of the Jedi ones. And so I had near complete sets of those that now, thanks to the glory of eBay, I've gone back and completed since then. So that set is what I'm looking forward to the most. I really hope that when Force Awakens is released, you know, and we get a, a glut of all new merchandise that they uh, at least give it the, the wide vision treatment because I'm going to be all over those. <laughs> well, from the sounds of how much you've already invested in this card series, they'd be crazy not to do that. Just They could just sell them to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I could not find any of these cards until I actually visited the local drugstore when I was going to pick up some antibiotics. And I just happened to look down one aisle and I found three card sets. And while I'm waiting for them to fill my prescription, I opened one of them uh, and got some nice cards so I could I, I knew what you were talking about. And then I saved the other two, which we will open up later on. And then, because you were such a nice guy, you sent me a package, which I got today, which included a lot of your doubles of these cards that you no longer need um, and some other goodies. So you broke down the different movie series and the different card sets based on the story synopses. Let's get into the specialty cards. Let's start with the sticker cards. There are 18 of these. Yep. Some of these are characters from the classic movies, and some of these are characters from the new movies. Yeah, and they don't even like really separate them. I mean, the, the first three stickers you have are Luke, Han, and Princess Leia. And then the next three are Ray, Finn, and Poe Dameron. Then you get a Chewbacca. Then you get a Stormtrooper, but it's a new-style Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Then BB-8 is the ninth sticker. Then 10th, you have a Captain Phasma, a Kylo Ren with kind of a, a red outline. No lightsaber shown in that one. Then R2-D2. And then I'm missing the, ne- the next two stickers. I'm I'm hoping that in the, the cards I picked up today that I uh, might have completed that. I haven't finished opening that box yet. So sticker number 15 is Boba Fett. Then you have a classic Stormtrooper. Then another Kylo Ren sticker, this time with his lightsaber out, and then it finishes up with Yoda. So cards number 13 and 14 you don't have yet. I'm going to assume one of those, probably Correct. number 13, is C-3PO. If R2 is number Ooh, 12. Oh, I did get one of those. I do have card 14. I just found that's one of the ones I got today. Is that Lando or C-3PO? It's Darth Vader. Oh, it's Darth Vader. Yes. Okay, so I'm assuming that number 13 is going to be a C-3PO, because he would, be. he would come right after R2-D2. All of these cards make sense, no Lando, but why the two different versions of Kylo Ren? Yeah, I don't know, and they're really not that much different pose-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. The first one's zoomed in a little bit more. He's got his hood up and mask. Same one is essentially the exact same pose, zoomed out a little bit with his lightsaber lit up, kind of coming across his chest. That's an odd one. For the sticker cards, was this something that the old vintage Star Wars cards had? Or like Yes, these... they, they definitely had stickers. Those are now pretty hard to come by or will cost you quite a bit. I, I don't have, I've gone back now and have almost a, a complete set of all three Empire sets. 
I think I'm missing about a total of 20 cards between those total three sets, which make up like 350 cards or so. That set might even be a little higher than that, but I don't have any of the stickers. Mm -hmm. Obviously, even though back then every pack came with a sticker, you had kids putting those all over their bags and Mm -hmm. folders and stuff like that at school. So they're pretty hard to find a a complete set now, especially with a nostalgic Star Wars feeling and vibe brought back. They're selling a lot higher now on eBay. Makes it a little bit harder to to get my hands on them. But yeah, they, they definitely had stickers back then. Let's look at the foil cards next. Are these all preview images of The Force Awakens? Yeah, they're all just essentially like silhouettes of characters from The Force Awakens. So I think I'm missing the ninth foil card. I haven't come across that one yet. Which I have gotten like 50 of the, the Ray. It's the first one. So <laughs> it's an image taken from the desert. And she's kind of a red outline. And there's a foil background behind her. And then within her body silhouette, we see her on the speeder taken off across the desert so really neat that they give you a a character silhouette and then they have an image almost inlaid on those and then foil background Mm -hmm. so the second card is a poe dameron one and so then we get like a x-wing flying scene imprinted on his silhouette third one is chewy and his scene is the the millennium falcon being pursued by three tie fighters the fourth card is finn we see him running and it looks like ray as well running with uh the tie fighters flying above him shooting down on him fifth one is kylo ren He's got the First Order behind him. Then we have a Stormtrooper, and Captain Phasma is number seven, and then a Flame Trooper is number eight, and I don't know what that ninth card is. Maybe BB-8? Maybe Han Solo? That's a that's a good guess. I would think it's probably BB-8. Yeah. All right, but, then we've got two other sets, one dealing with the Heroes of the Resistance and the other dealing with the Power of the First Order. Nine cards for the Heroes of the Resistance. Uh, do you want to take us through these? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm missing three of those nine. I don't have the first two. I'm pretty sure uh, the first one is probably Ray, and the second one is probably Finn. Mm -hmm. The third one is Poe Dameron. BB-8 is uh, the fourth one. Chewbacca is the fifth. C-3PO with red arm is number six. R2-D2 is seventh. I'm missing the eighth one. Then the uh, ninth one is the resistance collage shot of Ray, Finn, and Chewbacca, BB-8. So I have card number eight from this set. This was in the package that I opened in the store. Nice. It's the Millennium Falcon. Oh. So I might have to send this to you, get you back for sending me all the goodies that you sent me. So. Then the only ones we don't see are Finn and Ray, who've got to be the first two. And I think... I have two packs left, so it's possible that one of them is in there. I did get a Ray one today. She is the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, And then uh, the second set, the, the First Order set, instead of nine cards, that one only has eight. The first one is Kylo Ren. Missing the second one. The third one is a Stormtrooper. It's the new Stormtrooper design, but he's got the orange or kind of the, the burnt red shoulder pad, like the, the Sand Troopers. Mm-hmm. I'm missing the fourth one. The fifth one is a Flame Trooper. I'm going to guess the second card is probably a Captain, or excuse me, Captain Phasma. Mm-hmm. The sixth card is Kylo Ren's shuttle. Missing the seventh card, and then the eighth card is a kind of a collage image. Kylo Ren, we have Captain Phasma, and then a whole bunch of stormtroopers below them. And then so... essentially the Imperial, or new First Order emblem behind them. Mm-hmm. I have a near complete set of the Target exclusive. They call these Choose Your Destiny. I'm just missing the first card in this set. And these are all old trilogy or original trilogy characters, and it's all scenes taken from the original trilogy. Hmm. And so missing card one, I'm assuming it's Han. Card two, Luke Skywalker, the first Star Wars movie, Han Tatooine. Third one is Princess Leia, and it's 
uh, from one of the scenes where she's, I'm a senator on a diplomatic mission. Mm-hmm. It looks like she's in the middle of saying that line. Fourth card is Darth Vader after he's taken his helmet off at the end of Return of the Jedi, so he's all in Humpty Dumpty mode. <laughs> um, fourth one is Lando. That's uh, from Return of the Jedi, so he's not wearing Han's clothes. Fourth is Boba Fett, and that is from the scene in uh, Cloud City when they had the big reveal. Uh, we'd love you to join us for dinner. Mm-hmm. This would be the seventh card, then is R- R2-D2, and it's the scene where Luke and C-3PO track him down in the desert right before Luke gets hit in the face by the sand people. The eighth one is Chewbacca. I cannot tell where that's from. He's doing his Wookiee roar, and he's got his crossbow above his head trying to think what movie that would be from what's the can you tell what the background is i can't it's kind of i wonder if it's inside the millennium falcon you know he all things like as much as he was marketed with that thing he hardly ever used it yeah like the only time he had that gun in the first star wars was actually in the the deleted scene when han meets jabba Chewbacca yeah. is holding that gun, but that's the only time because the rest of the time when they're in the Death Star, he's got an Imperial gun. And in The Empire Strikes Back, the only time he has that weapon is when they go out into the cave when they're in the belly of the space slug shooting Minox. But for the most part, that's like, right. he, for the most part, he really only uses that when they're on Endor. And he wears that's what it might be. It might be uh yes, that's what it is. I can see the railing in the background. It's when they go inside the base to blow up to detonate the The shield generator. The shield generator, yeah. I think that's what's in the background there. And then the the final one is Obi-Wan, lightsaber lit up right as he faces Darth there in the original Star Wars inside the Death Star. The Walmart one is Family Legacy. This one is odd. Um, So each card features two characters that are related to them, to each other. God, uh, your pal Roy Thomas could make one of these for Earth 2 characters. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) So this is a nine-card set. I only have four of them because I just found that one Walmart set. So what I don't like on this is you have a blend of live-action characters with Clone Wars characters, and that doesn't always blend the best. So we have Jabba the Hutt and Rhoda the Hutt, and they use the CGI Clone Wars animation, I think, on both of those, and they don't look great. Um, There's uh, Darth Maul and his brother with the terrible name Savage Opress one. And then uh, Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker, they use uh, Pad One, uh, Hayden Christensen image. And then the the other one is Klee Lars and Owen Lars. That seems a weird one to include in here, but. So what about the patch cards? These patch cards are awesome. How are they uh, different than the sticker cards? So they're quite a bit thicker. They're about the thickness of four or five cards. Hmm. They're horizontal, and so you have a character image on one side, and then a space cut out, and then there is a sewn cloth patch inlaid. And yeah, they're pretty neat. I wish I had a better way to display them. Anything else with the big sets and the major cards before we get to the unveiling? No, the only other thing is they've really been pushing the Tops digital trading card app that I mentioned earlier. And so in some of these packs, you'll get a this doesn't count as part of your six card count or anything. They're extra insert cards, kind of bought a lot of baseball cards and football cards in the early 90s and they did have uh, promo cards in there that you'd send away for a t-shirt or stuff like that it's about one every two or three packs you'll get these star wars card trader app things and that's essentially to encourage you to go download the app and then you put in this code and you get a free digital pack so far the packs i've opened today i've gotten three of those hi i'm kyle benning and i love comics 
In fact, I love them so much that I ramble on about them on a number of podcasts, all on one feed, found under the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun banner. I talk about comics with extra page counts, like Treasury Comics, Prestige Format Books, DC's Dollar Comics, Marvel's Giant Size Specials and King Size Daniels, and much, much more. I also love to talk about DC's Christ on Multiple Earth crossovers, free comics from Special Promos, Free Comic Book Day, Star Wars, My Life as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, random comic book back issues, and many other elements of geek culture that happen to strike my fancy. There's new content usually dropping at least once a week, and it's all found on one feed. You can subscribe via iTunes. Just search for King Size Comics Giant Size Fun in the iTunes Store or podcast app on your iPhone. Otherwise, you can follow the podcast at the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun blog headquarters, available at www.kingsizecomicsgiantsizefun.blogspot.com. That's all one word, King Size Comics Giant Size Fun.blogspot.com. Or follow on Facebook by simply searching for King Size Comics Giant Size Fun. So for snappy review and discussions on comics, new and old, usually done from the front seat of my car or my lunch break at work, check out King Size Comics Giant Size Fun. Alright, taking a shameless cue from a recent episode of Views from the Long Box where Michael Bailey and the Irredeemable Shag actually opened up a brand new package of cards. Uh, I saved the two packs that I got from the drugstore and I'm going to open those right now. Close to the mic. And I'm doing the inaugural sniff. Yeah, they smell like cardboard trading cards. So the first pack, opening these as I go through. We've got card number 24, Jumped by Jawas. Love that title. Teeny! Card number 79, Victory at Endor, which is Luke Skywalker looking over the funeral pyre of Darth Vader. Number 101, Finn's Dilemma. So now an image from The Force Awakens. And uh, as Kyle was mentioning before, this is one of the one of the new images, which has the what did you call these? The, the on the back of the cards. It's not the kind of like a, a collage image. Yeah, a collage image. It looks like it's the right corner, which is Ray's forehead. <laughs> uh, card number one hundred two, the Star Destroyer, and this is a First Order Star Destroyer with Kylo Ren's shuttle and looks like four troop transports heading back. This is, oh, yeah, as, as it's card 102, it's the next part of Ray's forehead. Uh, card 103, Captain Phasma. Okay, so we got three cards right in a row. Yeah, and that's probably like the, the fifth Captain Phasma you have now, because I, <laughs> yeah, I have a shit ton of those, and I think I sent you four. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, the next one. Okay, we've got a Black Starscape border. Card 51, a Jedi to be, which is Luke being trained by Yoda on Dagobah. Um, this is a movie facts card, which is uh, number one of ten from the Empire Strikes Back collection. Um, oh, I've got another Finn foil card to add to the ones that you sent me. I got a Han Solo sticker card. I got a card number 100, A Mysterious Attack. So this is another The Force Awakens card, and it looks like it's the TIE fighter inside the Star Destroyer blowing away stormtroopers. And the back of this one shows essentially the blue border puzzle all together, like sort of what the collage looks like. Uh, And this is the First Order collage, which is Kylo Ren with his lightsaber in the front center, surrounded by stormtroopers and flame troopers, and then Kylo Ren's head in the background and Captain Phasma around him. 
Card number 88, the Millennium Falcon Attack. This is also from The Force Awakens. These are almost all from The Force Awakens. Card number 87, Kylo Ren, Dark Warrior. Again, two consecutive cards. Okay. <laughs> Card number 15, Arrest Gone Bad. This is from Revenge of the Sith with the Emperor electrocuting Mace Windu. My all-time worst scene in any Star Wars movie. Yeah, for being Jedi Masters, those first three sure went down like bitches, didn't they? <laughs> uh, card number 29. Oh, I like this card. Luke's first lesson. This is him with his lightsaber squaring off against the training droid. Nice. Uh, and card number 42, Han says goodbye. This is when they're in Hoth, when he's in the hallway talking to Princess Leia, and he's got his finger pointed at her saying, uh, I can arrange that. So... Good pack. I like those cards. Lots of new stuff. Good. And mostly some some old cards that uh that fill me with glee. Um, I love the Jawas. So when that's the first card that I see is a bunch of Jawas carrying R two. That's good stuff. So, uh, did you open a new pack? Did you get something? Yes. So I had these two packs here. I got the the two Jabba slime green. One is the Jedi to be card number fifty one scene yep, that I you had. The other one is 81, Finn on the Run. So that's the scene from him in the desert with the Stormtrooper mask off and Mm -hmm. sweating and looking terrified. Then the four blue border cards I have. The first one, number 22, The Princess and the Plans. That's where she's putting the message into R2-D2. Then number 28, Han Solo. This is him firing at the Stormtroopers as they're leaving Mos Eisley. Number 39, Assault on the Death Star. So we see two X-Wings going down the trench. And then number 76, Assault on the Second Death Star. And then I had one silver variant parallel. It's card number 82, BB-8 rolls into action. So those silver ones are one in every four packs. So out of this box of 10 packs that I opened, that would have been the third silver I got. So I beat the odds there. <laughs> got a Kylo Ren foil. I got the Asajj Ventress concept art card again. And then I got the uh, behind-the-scenes Talking Up Empire Strikes Back, card number five of that nine-card set. And then uh, last card, I got a Finn sticker. So that makes my sticker count to seven out of this these ten packs. Not too bad for something that's supposed to be packed in one every three packs. Nice. Was that all the cards from those two? That's all the cards from those two. All right, then I will open my third and final. Oh, did I, oh. Did I say the... Maybe I didn't mention this one. I got card number 16. That was the neon pink lightsaber border. Oh, yeah. And that's Order 66. That one might be a new card for me. Cool. All right, then I will open my third and final pack. Smells the same. <laughs> All right, so the last pack starts with card number 32, A Rescue Begins. This is Han and Luke in their Stormtrooper gear planning the rescue of Princess Leia. Then card 27, Creature Cantina. It's a wide shot of Mos Eisley Cantina. Card 18, Duel in the Senate. This is between Yoda and the Emperor with their lightsabers, which I hate. Uh, Number 9, The Battle of Geonosis from Attack of the Clones. Number 4, No Confidence in Valorum from The Phantom Menace. Uh, Number 20, okay, this is a pink border card with Han Solo. This is sort of action pose, firing his gun uh, from the the landing pad, uh, the walkway of the Millennium Falcon. This is a cool card. Yep. Next, I got a Chrome Flame Trooper card. This is number eight of that set. Do you have that one? Yes, I have that one. I have them all in that set except the last one, number nine. Okay. I got a sticker card of Kylo Ren. This is the one without the lightsaber. I got a green slime one, Yoda's Farewell. 
uh, a duplicate of Luke's first lesson, which is him training. The end of Alderaan, which shows Grand Moff Tarkin and Darth Vader holding Leia, watching her, making her watch her planet's destruction. A duplicate of Han says goodbye. A fateful decision, which is Luke inspecting our 5D4 when the Jawas pull up in front of his house. And uh, number 13, a wonderful secret from Revenge of the Sith, where Padme tells Anakin that she's pregnant. A lot more prequel era cards in this set and less less new stuff. So, Yeah, and those are the ones, uh, for there only being 20 prequel cards, I think I am missing four of them. So hmm. I haven't come across that many prequel ones. It does it is seem weird how cards packed together are in packs that border each other. I think I listened to you right before you had three cards in a row that mm-hmm. were from the new images, right? Mm-hmm. And then another and set then, that was two cards in a row. So, yeah. yeah. And now I believe since you got the pink 28 Han action, you had the Luke's first lesson, which was 29 mm-hmm. in your previous pack. And then you also got 30. So you got three in a row there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So these were, these are fun. I can see the appeal of collecting these. When, you know, when I was a kid, I I collected Marvel trading cards based on the Marvel superheroes for a couple of years. For one weird year, like when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I collected NBA trading cards. Like ba- like I never got baseball cards, but I collected basketball cards. And somehow I just remember ending up with the entire lineup of the Charlotte Hornets. Pretty desirable team at that point. Right. And of course, <laughs> being a kid from the Midwest, being a kid from just outside Chicago, you know, Michael Jordan's Bulls, they were my team growing up. But for some reason, I was always like, yeah, the Charlotte Hornets, they're like my secondary team, my backup team. I had no connection to Charlotte, North Carolina, but for some reason, I knew Kendall Gill and all the other players on that team because I had their cards. So yeah, these are cool. So uh, you mentioned up at the top, sort of there are over or just around 200 of these cards. How many do you think you have, like not counting duplicates? How many of the 200 have you collected? Uh, tough to say. I would guess, I mean, I'm one or two cards away on most of the insert sets, and then I think I had the vast, probably 70% of the, the base set, so I'm probably looking in the, the 150 to 170 card range, I think, on these. Are you collecting them in a three-ring binder? I am. We've gotten rid of a bunch of old files at work, and so I just have these massive, like, four or five-inch wide three-ring binders, <laughs> which are great then for <laughs> all the duplicates I have as well. So right now I'm trying to put together a set of all blues, and then I wouldn't mind having a second set made up of the various parallel cards. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm always away from completing that. All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts about the Journey to the Force Awakens card set? It's uh, it's addictive, so, so, so be careful. <laughs> know what you're getting yourself into when you uh, open some of these packs, because if you're a fan that have ever collected Star Wars trading cards in the past, you're going to open this up, and it's going to hit you right in the nostalgic feel-goods, and you're going to become addicted and want to snatch these up every chance you get. I can imagine, because just looking at them right now, they're I still have no interest in those prequel images. They just don't fill me with anything. But uh, the old ones, the vintage ones, going back to that original 1977, those look so cool. I, I want to well, watch that movie again. That's what's weird about the prequel ones, too, is you know the first two movies are only taking five scenes from there, and some of the five <laughs> scenes they paint. Really? Come on, man. <laughs> Kyle, thank you very much for being part of Dead Bath and Spies again. Thank you for sharing your your knowledge and your appreciation for these trading cards. And, you know, thank you for sending me a whole bunch of them just so that I can I can share in your madness. 
Yeah. <laughs> Where, if I'm going down, you're going with me. <laughs> you're certainly trying to take me. Uh, where can our listeners find you if they want to hear more about your thoughts about Star Wars, about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or for the next couple of weeks, your thoughts about Christmas stories? If you go over to my blog page, King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun, that blogspot.com, there I post a new post for every episode that hits. So there's going to be a whole lot of them in December. Or you can search for King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun on iTunes. I'm not really on any other podcast app. I'm not on Stitcher or anything. But if you go to the blog page, you can pull up the episode and download it directly there. Or, like I said, subscribe via iTunes or go to Facebook. Just search for King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun. Or if Type in the URL, facebook.com slash comics retro review. That'll bring up the page as well. And now I finally gotten a Twitter account devoted to the, the podcast as well. And that's just at Kyle Benning underscore art. And I post all the episodes on there now. All right. Well, thank you very much for being part of the show one more time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Before closing this episode, I got some great feedback after the last show with Omar. Igor Glushkin, who has been following my Secret Origins podcast, posted on the Dead Bath and Spice Facebook page. Just found your Star Wars podcast. Thanks for the good show. No, thank you for listening. Rob Kelly, a regular guest on this show and the host of the Film and Water podcast, on which I will be appearing very soon, said, Maybe this discussion is taking place in other Star Wars fandom, and I'm just not aware of it, but I don't know any fan who really thinks Episode Seven is going to have the same impact as the original trilogy. It can't, possibly. For my money, if Episode Seven is as good as some recent sci-fi reboots, like Abrams' own 2009 Star Trek and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes as two examples, then I will leave the theater quite satisfied. Well, I hope it's as good or better than those, but I get the point. Over on the blogger page, Mike Gillis from Radio vs. the Martians and Podcasta La Vista Baby said, This is probably the most refreshing Force Awakens discussion I've seen on any podcast so far. So much of what I've seen, read, or heard on the topic so far has been about fans being swept up in fanish, gushing, and giddiness. Yeah, like me. Uh, Mike continues, and Omar is absolutely right with every point he's making in this discussion. We nerds have been burned so many times, and we also need to accept the harsh truth. With the mainstreaming of science fiction, superheroes, and other things we love, the price we pay for getting so much new stuff with great production values is that we are no longer the target market for it. Disney and Lucasfilm are responding to the prequel backlash by pouring on the nostalgia with both their movies and their comics and novels and toys. People want cute robots and TIE fighters and stormtroopers and Han and Chewie. It's what people think of when they think what Star Wars is. It's a massive course correction that very likely has coldly corporate motivation behind it. But that doesn't mean it can't also be great, or that it can't be art. Toy Story 2 was originally slated to be one of Disney's countless cynical direct-to-DVD sequels, but it ended up being so good that they gave it a theatrical release. I'm probably somewhere between the two of you on Star Wars these days. The Omar in me is very strong, and I spent a good decade feeling exactly the way he does now. I might end up getting burned by The Force Awakens, but what I've seen so far has given me real pause and a reason to doubt my more cynical impulses. Well, love the feedback, Mike. I'm thrilled you enjoyed our discussion so much. Hopefully Omar and I can do it again in the future. And I got another comment on the blog page, this from a new commenter, Barcy, who said, I'm starting to hear more negative than positive. I will be taking my eight-year-old. She is pretty excited, as am I. I am saddened that George wasn't really involved in the production. It must have been hard to walk away, even with the huge paycheck. 
I think the real misstep is the movies in between. I'm sure they will be some compelling stories, but is it too much? 25 years ago, I would have said hell no. Today, I feel like be careful what you wish for. I grew up with this franchise from the tender age of three. I lived through the dark times. I reveled in the high expectations and heady days of the summer of 99. I quietly mourned Star Wars going away again after Sith. It was a good finish to the saga, but it didn't match my imagination of the Clone Wars and the fall of Anakin that I would envision with my Kenners. I enjoyed Star Wars Clone Wars, but it wasn't my Star Wars. It had passed me by. The new movie is nostalgia and market research shoved down our throats, but maybe they're going with what works. I like that I don't know where the heroes are going. There is no end point. Am I feeling the hype? Hell yeah. I am happy Star Wars will continue. I just hope that it will continue in a wise manner. Great episode. May the Force be with you. Uh, first, I love that you refer to the original Star Wars toys as your Kenners. That's freaking adorable. Uh, second, that's a really good point that I've sort of forgotten about, is the uncertain fates of all these characters. When the prequel trilogy came out, we knew which characters were going to live and which were going to die, and which were going to go into hiding, and which were going to be physically devastated. But with these new saga films, we don't know who is going to survive and who is not. The openness makes it all the more exciting, I think. And finally, the show received a new iTunes review from Darren and Ruth Sutherland. They said, proving he can cover all genres, Ryan Daly of the excellent Flowers and Fishnets Black Canary podcast provides equally great coverage of all things Star Wars in this fun podcast. Perfect for Star Wars fans. Well, thank you, Sutherlands. Thank you, Barcy, Mike, Rob, and Igor. And thank you, Kyle Benning, for being my guest on this episode. That is all for now. Feedback for this show can be left on the blog page, deadbothandspies.blogspot.com, or the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash deadbothandspies. You can also review this show on iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter at ryandaily01, or the username countdruncula. Dead Bath and Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed in the show belong solely to the speaker. All music, audio clips, and quoted text are used for entertainment purposes and believed covered under fair use. And since I make no money off this podcast, no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you. Kyle, you there? Right now, you sound like uh, Leia in the Bush costume from uh, Return of the Jedi. That's what your voice sounds like. That's what your voice sounds like. Yo, do. Yo, do. Uh, would, uh, could you hear me before the call dropped? Yeah, you sounded perfect before the call dropped. That was weird. It was mid-sentence. Okay, this isn't... Okay, let's let's disconnect again and try this again. All right.